0: Fiber. Uh, all right, podcast, dude.
1: Yeah, I can't say that. Choo, 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 Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Okay, so let's move seamlessly now. And I'm Kurt Reynolds. Uh, <laughs> dirty do that. Double down, Dom. <no>. We <laughs> need to give a parental
0: advisory for this. Clicking furiously on my mouse. Eat, uh, <laughs> eat it. Eat the pie. Costume's hot. All right, everybody, let's get swifty. That was cool. That was fun, guys. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh. Welcome to our holiday special here at Montville. Uh We're having a great time. The snow is coming down. The candy canes are a-licking. The holly is... What does holly do? Why is holly a Christmas thing?
0: Um. Yeah, I got nothing for you. You, you no? kind of caught me there. I, all
1: I was thinking about was life day traditions. So <laughs> yes, exactly. Maybe some Festivus for the rest of you guys. Wait uh-huh. a minute. Oh, dang it, I messed it up. <laughs> so, yeah. Merry holidays to everybody listening to this. Uh, yeah, we, I have no snappy intro for you. I think we should have a long list of of our awards ceremony for all of our 2018 games that we played. Uh, but yeah, before that, oh, I'm 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 here with my associate, my co-host, and big brother, Jason Helms. Welcome to the show, Jason.
0: I saw a tweet this this week that said um, X Men is short for Christ Men, <laughs> <laughs> and I really liked that. Yeah, I
1: really liked that. Yeah, we all know that it's it's led by Christ <laughs> Savior. Yes.
0: Yes. Oh, Professor why, X, would, he, why would he,
1: why? I mean, Christ savior. Obviously that works. Yeah. Wait, are I was seriously called the X-Men because of Xavier. Yeah. Wow. How did I not realize He's that until now? Egotistical, egomaniacal, more words with ego in it. Ego, ego. Maniac. Yes, exactly. He's part of the ego, ego literature club. All right. right. Uh, but before we get into our award ceremony, we do quickly want to do a couple shout outs. We only had one side quest this year, by the way. We were slacking wow. slash we on that. basically like taking up residence in our prospective hospitals. But perspective? Well, yeah, and
0: we also ran another podcast uh, network. <laughs> sure, into,
1: the, into the ground. Into the ground. <laughs> I uh, ran two into the ground this year, my friend. Wait. What else? West Coast bias. Oh, that's right. That's right. No, that was last year,
0: man. <laughs> we started we didn't this. In that was
1: yeah, yeah. We had a couple January episodes. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, started this this uh, this season. Started this year with three podcasts. Ended it with one. But the one that's been going the longest, the one that has the biggest right. audience, the one that, that's right. Uh, I enjoy doing the most. So focus on your strengths. Yeah, exactly. Right. We're doing this right. Uh, yeah. But but shout out to a couple people who joined us this year. First of all, our friend Richard Nile joined us for a second time. This time for uh, Knights of the Old Republic, KOTOR.
0: Can can we read these like um like the In Memoriam segment?
1: Yeah, yeah. Right now, I know it's an audio medium, so it's tough, but we're actually flashing up highlights of Richard's life right now.
0: Richard Nile.
1: Clap. Awkward clap. Whoever Tyler, gets the most clap is the best dead.
0: Tyler <laughs> Weaver.
1: Oh, Tyler died this year? Oh, my God. Yeah, Tyler died this year. Wow. Uh, a bunch of
0: times in Star Wars Battlefront Two. A lot, Uh, bringing that big hand energy. Yeah, Um, thank you. I don't
1: don't remember why we said that, but I'm glad we did. (laughs) I think that was the name of the episode. Big hand energy. I don't remember why either. (laughs) No. no. Yeah. Basically, as soon as we record and edit them, they leave my brain. (laughs) Oh, seriously. Looking over this list of games, uh, I could not
0: believe all the games we played this
1: year. Even Psychonauts. Psychonauts was only like four months ago. So long
0: ago. So Man. long
1: ago. Uh, last but not least, Sapphire Falconberg for our side yeah. quest. Yeah. Uh, well, radio, yeah, our, our radio radio lone adventure. side quest. That was awesome having Sapphire on the show. Talk about yeah, shows. it was great. It's nice having like a, le- a legit expert in something on the show for once. <laughs> yeah. I just wrote a bunch of uh, letters of rec for her. So she is, oh. I think, headed off to a
0: PhD program uh, Ooh, next year. Nice. Uh, we'll see which one because I kept getting
1: more requests. So she's got some options, it looks like. And Doctor Falconberg just sounds like the most evil, maniacal that really like, <laughs> antagonist in any video game. So I, ho- didn't, yeah, I hope didn't yeah. Didn't she, she battle Mega Man at one point? Doctor Falconberg, yeah, to the Falcon Jets. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I think that's all we got for shoutouts. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, if you have uh, suggestions for side quests, I know we we just haven't had a lot of time this year to do side quests. We love doing them. It's fun to kind of break the norm of doing games every month and throw in side quests, whether it's about a movie, a game a topic like we did morality this year. Uh, yeah, feel free to suggest that. We'll try to put some time together and, and maybe even have you on the show uh, if you have a good enough suggestion. So let us know. But yeah, uh, without any further ado, no more ado, we're done with the ado uh, to the no 2018 more. awards ceremony. Every year I say in parentheses, add cool names to each one possibly? We've never Ooh, done that. And we never have. Next, we'll I was going to be like, time. Terry Bradshaw. or For the Terry Bradshaw Award, our most nostalgic game is... Right, right. That's very, very Bradshaw. See if we can do it off the cuff. It's all, be all terrible. Right. Um, what, what were those? The Reeboks that
0: had two laces, and remember they were different colors. I like Terry, that's the name of this award. I like
1: Terry Bradshaw. That's the right. name of this award. Cool two lace. I'm writing the notes as we do. This is great, great yeah. podcasting. Uh, it really is. Cool two lace Reeboks from the '80s. Yes. All right. Yeah. cool. Yeah. Those all were right. awesome. I'm gonna go with my most nostalgic game this year was Shadows of the Empire. Star Wars. Shadows of the Empire. I just spent so much of my middle school life either playing basketball or playing Shadows of the Empire. Maybe some Tony Hawk Pro Skater, too. Uh, but, yeah, mainly Shadows of the Empire, and I just remember every single second of that game. That was one of the first games where I just, like, explored and, like, tried to find the limits of the levels and the games and the mechanics and first started understanding, like, graphics and polygons and game engines and, and I guess, like, like puzzle logic and that kind of stuff, kind of trying to break the game here and there and, find the limits of what my character could do, what the, the walls could do, finding glitches. Uh, so yeah, playing that again was definitely a drive, a drive down memory road, memory lane. And, and to be clear, neither of us understand game engines at all. as we we've been, it very sounds clear. really smart when you say like, I thought the game engine was really, and then you let someone else interrupt you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so the engine. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. The game engine frames per second. Right. Right. One, one twenty nine nailed it. All right, Jason, what's your most, what's your, Cool, 2 lace Reebok from the 80s award. I got one for each lace. Mm.
0: Uh, I, I did this a lot. Uh, we'll okay. see. I, I had some trouble uh, pairing things down. Um, but I went for Outlaws uh, for the true nostalgia vibe, which is funny because it's not a game I actually played in high school. But it's just first-person shooters like that always take me back to high school, that experience of exploring, yeah. finding stupid switches, stuff like that. And I really enjoyed that game. And then Honorable Mention to Disavowed which I really couldn't put as a nostalgic game because it just came out. Yeah. But it conjured that classic LucasArts adventure so perfectly. It just really felt yeah. like it
1: fit. Definitely. It even had that, like, satanic panic aspect of the game, too, that was very yeah. nice. Yeah, definitely.
0: yeah, definitely. All right, uh, so on to our, our next award, our funniest moment, or uh, spit take, as as I'm calling it, the spit take award. Okay. okay. Uh, but, well, oh, I go first. Uh, in real life or in-game, yeah uh my spit take goes to uh playing oxen free and creeping ourselves out in your creepy 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 basement it's not that creepy i worked on here copious amounts of scotch we had a lot of lefrag didn't we? we had a lot like an art bag
1: yeah a blend of some kind i think it was delicious man that, that you had was made it was cool
0: that was a blast
1: yeah that was great that was a, the creepiest game especially like just the breaking the fourth wall moments of that game were the creepiest the glitching out that was what made the basement creepy that for, for sure
0: speaking uh, of I creepy
1: would, glitchy games yeah man playing doki doki was mine for sure and and not just the game cuz it wasn't like a hilarious game it had funny moments but the fact that we live streamed it and played it and chatted with viewers and people actually watched the stream uh yeah. on on your channel on your Twitch channel and so that was fun just having people who played the game and we hadn't we didn't know spoilers we didn't play the game at all before we hadn't played it before so having people that had played the game comment on what we were talking about and talking with them and them quizzing us and be like, oh, who do you think's evil? What do you think's going on with this character? What's going on here? Was was pretty good time.
0: Yeah, we were way off.
1: Yeah, we had no idea. We had no idea. That was yeah, it's great. A, a, a fun surprise for sure. All right, we're going to go to the next award, which is the Biggest Regret Award. Jason, any cool snappy nicknames for this one? Hmm. L'Esprit d'Escalier. I don't know what that means.
0: The spirit of the Staircase. It it means... uh when you're walking down the stairs and you're like, oh, that thing
1: I should have said. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's good. Okay, right? I'm going to go with Ox- right. free, uh, right. which is that's a callback when I go to the thing you said before. I don't know how comedy right. works. Good. Uh, but yeah, basically not making, like, we did all we could. And there might be spoilers here, by the way. So, yeah, spoiler for free. skip ahead 30 seconds. Uh, we did all the choices we could to get the big brother back alive. And we, <laughs> like, made all the wrong choices. I think you're supposed to, like, send him away to college, and like we did the opposite. Anyway, yep, didn't yep. work we out. We made
0: every mistake we could.
1: Yeah, yeah. so we guarantee that he, he stayed dead, so go us. Uh, yeah, what about you? What's your lead de uh L'Esprit de Scalier. Um,
0: not playing Celeste for the podcast. Uh, mm. Looking back at the years, Celeste is one of my favorite games of the year. Uh, it's amazing, and uh, just didn't get on it soon enough. Um, I love watching you try to <laughs> write French. It is... <laughs> It is really fun. Les
1: prix des Yeah, no, it's it, it looks phonetically like those those syllables. That Thank is you. Absolutely right. I did it. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I don't even know if my French is right, but sorry. It's perfect. Um, Celeste. <laughs> Celeste. Celeste is such a good game. Uh, I will talk more about it as we go on. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I've I've played a little bit too. One more that. regret. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to turn this into a uh, New Year's. Um, Resolution. A new resolution. Thank you. Yeah, new Year's I'm the one um, who's drinking. Yeah, I'm not. I just have a cold. <laughs> more twitching in 2019.
1: Yeah, for sure. I guess. It, yeah, that's kind of side questy the fact that we did that. But yeah, we need to do more of that for sure. That was plus. Blast. It saves money when one of us buys the game and we just. That's stream. right.
0: Yeah, that's right. and time,
1: it yeah. does. <laughs> but it's really fun to play a game with you. Was Doki free? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, Man. we didn't play that one out. No, no, no. Cool, cool. All right. The coolest game mechanic award, or Midway presents.
0: Midway presents.
1: You know what that's from? NBA Jam. NBA? No, no. NBA Jam was. Uh, it might have been Midway also. No, it's NFL Blitz. When they go, Midway yes. presents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, like crashes in. Yes. Uh, but, but the, I mean that was one of the coolest things that broke my brain in like 1998 when I was like, you can jump on football players after the play is over in NFL Blitz. That was so that that idea. goes with coolest game mechanic, even though it's outside yep. the game. Anyway, Jason, what's the coolest game mechanic we played this year?
0: Psychonauts. Going inside people's heads. Um, mm. Just inceptioning on inceptioning on inceptioning.
1: Like, that was awesome. I remember, like, waiting for it to tell me when I could do that. And the fact that I realized I could do it whenever I wanted to. Yeah. Like, blew my mind. It was just... We should play the Rhombus of Ruin at some point. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, we got to play that. Uh, because there might be a sequel coming out someday. Maybe we'll talk about that in a few minutes. We could Twitch that. Oh, um, yeah.
0: And I could VR and you could... Narrate, yeah, right? I guess. Ooh, yeah. I don't know how this is gonna work, but I'm excited. That'd
1: be great. Uh, my Midway presents award for the coolest game mechanic was what's eating Edith, Edith Finch. What's <laughs> eating Edith? What's wrong with Edith Finch? Where did Edith Finch go? I don't know. You, I saw her last. Where'd you see What here? remains? What remains of Edith Finch? Oh, we'll never uh, get it right. and there was a bunch in that. That might be like three of the top five game mechanics this year from that game, just because every every relative you see is a different game, basically yeah uh, loved the game, loved the story, but the, I went with the swing mechanic. I can't remember the name of the, the nephew or the brother or whatever it was, but when you're in the swing and you have to do both uh, directional pads or both whatever it was, both joysticks and you have to and they control your legs, which yeah. controls the swing, the momentum of the swing so just beautiful heartbreaking scene, beautiful heartbreaking game, uh, but yeah, just a, something i've never played. I've never played any mechanic like that scene, and definitely stuck in my brain all right, most frustrating moment of the year. The banging your head against the wall award, the yeah, the banging your head against the wall award. Mine would be the quote unquote puzzles in Outlaws. <laughs> a month ago, we played Outlaws, and there's like turn this switch on to let this water flow to this canal, and then go over here and stick in this gear. What? Why is there extra gear? I guess you have to search the whole level for that third gear. Just, I think there were some weird glitches in the version I had, but also just just the base game without any glitches was was frustrating.
0: <laughs> I was playing uh, Witcher Three last night. Yeah. Um, and uh, th- there's a point in which you've got a, there- there's two levers, and and one of them changes the course of the water, and the other opens the the sluice uh, so that you can swim underneath. Yeah. And like the the second I saw it, I was like, oh no, oh no, I I just knew this was going to be a multi-tiered puzzle where there's forty different switches right, in different right. parts of the- No, 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 I. It was just a different way to open a door. Right. It really was like, if it's up, it's closed. If it's down,
1: it's open. Which is, by the way, how the world works. Like, sometimes
0: you have to lift a lever to get through an area because it's a sluice. And you you figure out this way, I'll I'll just swim underneath. Yeah. Okay.
1: yeah. But there's no scenario in which you have to switch eight levers. I do have those little nightmare, like, little acid trip flashbacks to these games. Sometimes when I'm playing a modern game, I'm like, oh, no. What am I going to do for the next half hour? I'm like, oh, no. That's just... Just a simple switch. We're good. All right. It's okay. It's okay, Arthur Morgan. <laughs> just, keep, just keep riding. 360 hours, Ben. So, first of all, I want to say my first defense is, is my favorite game of all time. My second defense is I leave the game on sometimes when I'm, like, making dinner or whatever, or hanging out with the kids or something else. Anyway, if so if I played 360 hours of that game, that's six. that's over six hours a day. I play, like, an hour or two every night. Just, Not even every night. Just let me know when you want to check in on my I uh, took a week off last week. Let me know when you want to check in on my Stardew Valley family. Things are going well. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I thought you were going to offer uh when I want to check in to like a treatment facility. Did yeah, that too. Let me know when you want to check in and I'll uh, I'll you know, I'll be your witness or whatever. No, dude, anyway, Stardew, Stardew Valley
0: is a treatment center.
1: <laughs> so, oh, that's nice. Maybe about to check it. that out. Oh. All right, what's your uh, what's your banging, a he- banging your head against the wall award for the most frustrating I, moment of 2018? I come up with award names that just roll off the tongue. Yeah, this right. is great, man. This is great. Um,
0: <laughs> the last level of Psychonauts. I died so many times. That was like two or three hours, that last level. Oh, my god! Um, and it only takes like five minutes to actually do it. Yeah. This slow clicker here cannot handle souls-like
1: platformers. Yeah. Um, it was tough. That was rough. That was a little rough. Uh and then the the best moment, or I'm gonna go with the the We Believe moment. Mm. I don't know why We Believe Warriors is my favorite Warriors moment. They've won three titles since then. We believe and they only they got to the second round that year. But the We Believe moment of twenty eighteen, the best moment in game. <laughs> what was yours, Jay? Uh
0: the moment when video games uh got knocked out in the second round of the playoffs.
1: Oh that's sad. Uh, but they... at least they beat the Mavs.
0: Yeah, okay. they did.
1: One eight. That was I mean, that was a big upset. Yeah.
0: Um, so it was crying during Edith Finch. Um, Mm. and Edith Finch was, was a good game. I think lots of people probably cried during it. Uh, but for me it had kind of a special moment, uh, related to my kid. And, uh, there was a moment where I just literally started sobbing and fell apart. Um, it was rough. And so I, I didn't enjoy that necessarily, but you know, the fact that a video game can do that is just amazing to me. Um, so that really blew me
1: away yep how about you uh i will say real quick just on that i'm trying to get i'm trying to covertly get my wife into video games yeah the only video games she'll play are like once a month she'll pull up like candy Crush or something like that it's just kind of like kind of a mindless like i'm bored or i just like want something to take over my brain for 20 minutes and it's like it's never been addictive for her it's never been this like hobby even it's just kind of this like occasionally i'll check out video games nope still don't like them and then not play for six months or whatever I saw this game called Florence. It's getting all this really high reviews. It's about, it's I don't even know what type of game it is. I looked at it. I watched a couple of reviews of it. I read a review on Polygon, but the the last paragraph of the Polygon review, again, it's called Florence. Uh, but the the title of the article is "The breathtaking Florence captures falling in love better than almost any other game." Oh, I was like, boom! I'm in. The last paragraph is. Florence's story may just capture a singular monumental moment in what I hope is her long, love-filled life, talking about the main character, Florence, but the intimate and ever-changing segments that create this moment are what elevate Florence from a relatable slice-of-life story into a beautiful piece of interactive art. Wow. Which isn't saying... It's, it's, it's fun reading a review about a game that's not like, this is the greatest game of all time, I can't believe right. it didn't win all the... War. like. It's just like, this is a cool game, it costs three bucks, it can be it can live on your phone, right? It's not going to be your life, it's not going to be Red Dead, it's not going to be God of War or whatever. Oh, nice. But, I was like, interactive art is the description, is what I think of video games as, and if for some reason, yeah. those two words together, they, I think they sound too academic when I try to explain it that way, but that's exactly what it is, and that's what yeah. I hope video games can be, and obviously, they can be more than that sometimes, but I think that explained to non-nerds, people like my wife, that just kind of never really fall in love with a game, and a story of a game, right? Or the mechanics are too hard, or whatever. Right. Uh, I think something like that. I'll, I'll if she ever plays the game. I'm not pushing too hard, but I was like, hey, honey, you might be interested in this. Uh, if she ever plays the game, I'll definitely talk about it on the podcast. But yeah, I, I hope that I hope she could enjoy something like that. Right. That there's that, yeah. kind of a new way to enjoy story or a new way to enjoy art. In uh, and, and yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll maybe she'll maybe invite her on the pot if she ends up playing it. Oh, that'd be a blast. But that definitely reminded me of what you were saying of just like the, the video games can do something that no other art can do sometimes. I also want to download that game now. Yeah. Hey. Uh, and then my, my We Believe moment for the year was the end of Psychonauts. I actually have two. Again, spoilers mm. spoilers right now for the next minute or two for Psychonauts and for KOTOR. Darth Vader is the sled. And for KOTOR, exactly. Uh, but yeah, the end of Psychonauts, just like you were saying, was the most frustrating moment. Took me a while to get there. But when you finally, I guess, beat your dad and you get to meet your dad, yeah. beat him, then meet him. Mm. Uh, and he, he, breaks, he basically breaks the game player or the, the player's view of who he was. Right, you thought he was just like evil guy, the circus guy, and he's really just like a dad who's like trying to love his son and doing a bad job. That great moment of that's that's how you see me, right? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's not who I am at all. And the fact that he in that game, he can literally see who the main character sees him as because he's in his. It's just it's such a great metaphor, I guess, for for how we see people and how our images of others and how we think other people see us. All that. And then the other one again, spoilers for Kotor. Uh would be the big Revan reveal. Just the fact that you are Revan and as male, female, it works for both. Uh it worked really well in all levels of the game, the reveal. The fact that the reveal isn't at the end, but it's a probably two thirds yeah. of the way through. And it's the game is equally fun on both sides of that reveal. Uh that so much internally hinges on that, but it doesn't m- make the game better or worse, the gameplay at least. Uh yeah, and I mean obviously those are probably two of the biggest, like spoileriest moments of the year. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little, uh, maybe chalk, but still, I, those moments stood out to me for sure. Nice. All right. And then we have the best moment, uh, IRL this year. So any, any snappy name for it? No, no snappy names for me. The um, Jerry Stackhouse um... award. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. I'm going to go it the Jerry Stackhouse award, man. I yeah. mean, does that say how sad our lives are? <laughs> I let go. <laughs> No, that's what we're going with. This is nowhere close to the greatest moment of our lives. But Jerry Stackhouse lived next door to our dad for a couple years. Yeah, he had a big angry dog. But uh, one time we got to meet him. Uh, That's the best moment of our lives. It's it's all been downhill from there. Yeah, it has. Uh, Speaking of things that have been downhill, but close. I'm going to go with uh, my best moment of the year being playing Oxenfree together. You talked about that earlier. Uh, But the fact that we were able to play it together in my creepy basement, but also edit it together. I do those crazy like time skips and glitches. That was super fun to make. It was really fun just being an editor for some of that and you being the creative mind behind a few of those choices. That was really fun. It was fun. really fun. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of make what you were thinking possible. Well, it was, was pretty fun. All right. Uh, what do you got? What's your best moment? What's your Cherry Stackhouse Award for 2018? Uh, similar to, to meeting
0: Cherry Stackhouse, I guess, because mm-hmm. it's based on coincidence. Mm. Uh, it was I'm making coffee uh, in the morning before everyone's awake. And I listened to my favorite podcast, uh, Waypoint Radio. Yep. And I heard them say Sapphire Falkenberg. And I was like, what? I know her. That's crazy. One of the uh one of the hosts, uh, Danielle Riendo had watched uh some presentations from uh the queer games conference, and she had watched sapphires and wanted to give her a shout out and just say what a great presentation it was. And that was just such a cool moment to hear, like somebody who's a, you know, kind of hero of mine
1: and Talk about a student of mine and a friend of mine. Uh, that was that was very cool. That is amazing. That's so cool, man. Shout out to Sapphire. Yeah, she's gotten uh, a couple this this uh, episode. We should yeah, let she know is. that she's on the awards show. That's true. All right, our uh, our favorite game of the year, or the I'm going to go with the Sunset Riders award. award. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, what's the Sun- Sunset Riders game? Your favorite game we played this year?
0: All right, I got a list of four. Okay. Uh, so that's too many. And I've given each kind of a. A reason, you know, okay. an attribute. Yeah. 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 Kotor. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think any game has made me just want to play it as much as Kotor. I really yeah. enjoyed the grinding. I enjoyed just the battles. The whole setup for that was just so
1: much fun. We were out on it too. It took us a while, which I think is a lot yeah. of Kotor players. Like it just takes yeah. a few hours to kind of find the rhythm. The controls are insane. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it definitely took a while. And it, as soon as you get into it, it kind of takes over.
0: Yeah. Um all right, uh next up Edith Finch, yeah, which uh kind of connecting to what you said about Florence, it really for me pushed what games can do and yeah. blended that relationship between um art and game for me in a really great way yeah, um Psychonauts, I thought was the most fun uh i'd had uh, I'm just gonna give it the the winner for the f- most fun game award, and then uh Grim Fandango best story, looking back at this year, I just cannot believe all the games we played. these were amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's some fun games this year, man. Uh, I went favorite stuff, uh, so it's, it's always obviously subjective, but I was trying to define what favorite was. And I think favorite is kind of the game I would most want to be playing right now or at like any random moment. And I went with Battlefront 2. It came out last year, I believe, but it's, I just, I loved the campaign. That was the big thing was missing from the first Battlefront or Battlefront 2015 or whatever it was. Uh, but the whole Aiden Versio character was awesome. I loved her all family arc. The bet from bad to good, the gameplay, the UI, even some of the online multiplayer modes. But I didn't I probably spent like six hours on total. But still, uh, yeah, just love the story. It's just a Star Wars, right? It's, it's I'm a nerd and it's the universe I'd love to spend the most time running around in playing, shooting stormtroopers. And yeah, just viscerally fun all the time, basically. So and like no awesome. consequence, right? There's no it's not. Red Dead or whatever where there's like oh you died and it's like the worst thing you change your morality of your character or even like KOTOR right where like every choice matters it's strictly fun Battlefront 2 yeah. right there's like there's no negatives there's no repercussions to anything Uh which I think is, is yeah it was just fun that's what I went with favorite
0: I, I don't know the DLC was pretty heartbreaking but
1: yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah fun.
0: yeah it's just fun it's just fun Wow, uh, so we've got KotOR 2 coming up next. Yes, uh, but,
1: but that's not until February, and it's hey. only like
0: an eighty-hour game. Yep. So, what else are you going to be playing?
1: I what else am I going to be playing? Man, that's going to be I'm going to play Celeste. I'm going to play Celeste, yes. and I'm going to I'm going to dip into Stardew Valley at one point. Yeah, uh, but not too much because I really want to be able to play KotOR 2 by the first Friday in February. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I started playing Celeste a couple of days ago. Loved it. Super frustrating, but the the when does the metaphor for mental health or depression specifically become clear? Or is it clear from the beginning? She
0: she meets a um, another traveler along the way. I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, he's a photographer. And as she's talking to him, she talks about her depression. And the reason that she's climbing the mountain is because okay. she just wanted to overcome something. She okay. just felt like she's in a funk
1: and she needs to overcome it. Uh, and then it builds. Have you Have you met? I got out of the hotel. I got... So okay. the guy, I can't remember his name, it was, I haven't played it for a week, but the guy who's like camping and like looking for cool views. And yes, stuff.
0: that guy. Yeah. That guy, when you talk to him, he talks about it. So you got out of the hotel. Um, okay, so you've been through the part where there's another you?
1: Yes, the evil me. Yeah.
0: The, yeah. The, the, evil you comes back. Yeah. Oh, cool. Evil you is, is a, a larger part of the story. Cool. Um, and by the way, the evil you mechanic, I think the first game I remember that from is Prince of Persia. You walk through a mirror at one point, and then there's a, a shadow version of you. Who, like, oh, that's cool.
1: You have to um, fight. Does stuff. I always yeah, think I of Nega remember. Scott from Scott Pilgrim. No, Nega he's Scott! A, like, Nega he's a real. He's a good guy. Yeah, I know we had to talk it out. He's a good guy. Oh, yeah. We're gonna catch brunch next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See, you, man. Uh, yeah. So that's what I would suggest, I guess. But that's that stuff that I'm going to be playing too. Um, Any other suggestions? Uh, one more suggestion. I just started listening to the new 1975 album, which I don't like. The 1975. My buddy again, shout out to Tyler Weaver. Told me about the 1975, and I their first album or I don't know how many albums they have had. Their album that came out three or four years ago was poppy, punky, more poppy than punky, I guess, pop rock, uh, and a little electronic stuff. And the, the dude ended up being like a sleaze ball and had one of those bad yeah. days on Twitter's where he did something terrible. And like, I was just like a hundred percent out on the band after that, the new album came out and it's, I, I don't want to say, Hey, it's really good. Everyone listen to it, but it's, it's just like it's breaking my brain musically, hmm. and like there's like weird like acoustic folk on it there's weird like electronic dance on stuff there's like weird pop like rock stuff it's just i'm telling Jason i'm not telling the listener right. so Jason, you need to listen to it there's what's the band that has that crazy uh stuff that you like
0: mm, I need a little bit more, but i'm gonna go with um.
1: Crazy uh, literary devices. Vampire Weekend. Vampire Weekend. Wow. It was a song that reminded me of Vampire Weekend. All right. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay. This has more. Jason so, might like that. Jason's a nerd. He might like it. Yeah. What do you got? Suggestions for All That Uh Well, since you went with a non-game
0: suggestion, um, I wasn't even thinking about that. But as soon as you did that, I, I decided that I was going to recommend that as well. Um, and so uh, I'm going to say How Long Till Black Future Month by N.K. Jemisin. It is – I'm only, I think, three stories in. Collection of short stories. N.K. Jemison, uh, first person to win three Hugh goes in a war in a row for uh, best novel. Yeah. She's pretty prolific and amazing, and she just had a book of short stories come out. Um, they are amazing. And it started making me think about like what a good st- short story is, and I think a good short story often feels like a novel that somehow only lasted fifteen pages.
1: Yeah,
0: and you're you're not sure how. Yeah, but you've gone through like some huge emotional, you know. Uh, travail yeah. uh, throughout the course of it. Um, so, yeah, there was one, it was the third story in there that by the end of it, I'm just in my bed, like, sobbing at the end of this thing. Um, evidently, I cry pretty easily. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, yep. <laughs> if you learn nothing else from the this awards show, that's, that's important, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, other games I'll be playing over break. I'm going to be playing a lot of KOTOR, too. I'm excited about that. In the last 24 hours, I have played Hotline Miami 2, a little bit of 1997's Blade Runner. Uh, which was really, really fun, and Deus Ex. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I've been thinking as, as we talked about our favorite games. This is a, a nice little tangent, so just come with me. Yeah, I think that you like recent games more than I do. Okay, and I think I like older games more than you do. Um, we both like both. Okay, right? Like we're both we're both there for it. But like, I pulled up Blade Runner, and I was like, oh man, I want to just play this for the next 12 hours. This is amazing. I love, oh, love this game, and it's a 20 year old game. Yeah. And I don't know that it's that great. Maybe it's just nostalgia works for me, but I like it. And for me, Battlefront 2 would never have been on my list of best game of the year. But it was a great game, too. I, I really enjoyed it. So it, it was just an interesting like personality qu- quirk that I just noticed is that I yeah. think you like the more recent stuff more than I do. And I think I like the older stuff more than you do.
1: Yeah. well, I mean, to be fair, I am more recent than you. It's true. Very, in a very literal sense.
0: You are the new version. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Jason 2.0 or I guess we're we're Caroline 5, 4.0 and 5.0. That's right. <laughs> I don't know what we are. Anyway, <laughs> the final segment we have uh is games that or the game. We got it's not games. You can't pick six games here, Jay. Game we're most looking forward to in 2019. Jay, what do you got? I've I've only got one. Cyberpunk 2077 and high hopes that it comes out in 2019. Dude, I hope so. It's going to be like December thirtieth next year. So yeah, late, like
0: latest press release was fall twenty nineteen, or latest, uh, latest right. thing that
1: came from CD Project Red.
0: So it's it's possible, and they've been really reticent to say anything about a, t- a time. So the fact that
1: they said that means like, all right, Red Dead was originally spring twenty seventeen, <laughs> maybe first quarter. Yeah, but
0: but they are scared of doing that. Okay, like okay. they they got burned on Witcher three because of that. But, so they have been like. We are not going to give a date. We are not going to do
1: playable demos. We're not going to do anything until the game is done. They did a forty-five minute gameplay demo. Uh huh. Which I watched. Anybody else play it? No, right. They're they're staying away from any broken scenes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Because the the game engine stuff probably. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Game engines. (laughs) It's game engines and and what. Yeah. So I'm going to go with just announced last week the trailer. The first trailer came out announced Mm. for 2019. Psychonauts 2. Dude, Dude, I'm so stoked. Dude, Dude Tim Shafee Shafes uh is announcing. I watch his uh the double find videos. They've been doing updates every single week on Psychonauts 2 and going like character by character, game engine by game engine, <laughs> level by level, just kind of breaking down because it was kind of a Kickstarter-y thing. Uh, they got funding for. Uh, they're giving a lot to the fans. Way, you know, kind of peek behind the curtain, which is cool to see. So I, I'm gonna understand game engines by the time this game comes out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just really excited to kind of continue that storyline. All right, and uh, kind of the last thing we have for everyone is our is opening. We got each other a present. Or we got ourselves a present to open in front of each other. It's uh, it's our Christmas soap boxes that we're gonna open, and it's 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 all positive stuff. But I'm gonna go first, and it's basically I want to talk quickly about the impact that old. Slow clickers have had on modern games, and the more I play, it was really Red Dead that I've been playing. Apparently, three thousand hours on the past month or two. Uh, but basically, that the, the UI in that, where whenever you click on someone or select someone, it says you can either greet or antagonize them. I'm like, oh my gosh, those are two verbs or two actions. That goes straight back to Maniac Mansion for me. Yeah, which is and a lot of these slow clickers that we play, these old adventure games, which is just pointed putting your cursor over something and then clicking the verb, which is 90% of Red Dead Redemption. And that's Witcher 3. I mean, so yeah, the whole like UI of that is something that stood out to me. And then I started thinking more about By the way, of-
0: I just love that you still call them slow clickers. That happened on like our first episode ever. And we, we have stuck <laughs> That's with what that. they are. That's it's fantastic. such a
1: great... Because it's not just adventure games. It's more than that. It's kind of all the games that we play that are, that are puzzle games and Mist would be included in there. I mean, so yeah. anything where you don't have someone trying to kill you constantly or, or you're not having to move quickly. But anyway... I was trying to think of other things that are games that we played month centric games that have had big influences gameplay wise on modern games. Things like uh, the, the big idea of just like smaller puzzles within larger stories, kind of a basic thing. But, you know, you think of Breath of the Wild, Into the Breach, Octopath Traveler, uh, Fetch. Dude, have you been playing Into the Breach? I played it for a little bit. Yeah. OK, good. I haven't. I have less than an hour total. So I, I think I downloaded it and just was like, this is a game I will play later. Uh, fetch quests, obviously, is something that are big in, in adventure games, but also a lot of RPG stuff. Destiny, Skyrim, Breath of the Wild there's a lot of that. Pointing and winking, kind of breaking the fourth wall, the stuff that Golf Story does, Doki Doki does. Uh, depth of story and meaning, which is something that I love about those, you know, Monkey Island. You get to love Guybrush by the end of playing those games. Uh, it's stuff like Celeste, right? We talked a little bit about that already. Oxenfree, too. It's something that you just feel so close to that protagonist by the end of that game. Uh, you're just so attached to them and open worlds, right? I never, I don't think of adventure games like this. Uh, stuff like Thimbleweed, Thimbleweed park is a, an open world. And I don't think about adventure games and puzzle games like that, but I mean, just like GTA. Oh, so,
0: and so was maniac mansion in some ways.
1: And maniac mansion yeah. is open world. Unless you're stuck in that stupid basement <laughs> trying to find that brick. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Zach McCracken is more open world and it's terrifying. Dude. Zach. I mean, these are open world games and that's something I only associate with modern gaming. It's too big. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, but like non-linear story arcs, so like the whole like choose-your-own-adventure, multiple types of endings, was something that not a lot of old games have, but there's definitely different... They have puzzle dependency charts for a reason. It's not linear. Yeah. Characters can choose what they want to do, and circumstances change. The logic of the game changes depending on what the character does and how they solve a problem. And that stuff, like Red Dead, obviously, uh, Witcher 3, Unavowed had a lot of that, multiple endings, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. From the very beginning, you choose whether you're going to be male or female. Uh, and then, obviously, mature themes. A lot of these games we played have mature themes, things like Resident Evil, God of War, Red Dead. I mean, the, the things that aren't usually associated, I think, with the non-gamer when they think of video games. So like, oh, yeah, like like Mario, at least in the 80s and 90s. It was like, oh, Stardew Valley. <laughs> You know, like yeah. video game and games. And mature themes
0: in a way other than Doom, you know? Other and I, than. Yeah, like, I, I There gave, is
1: gore and there are demons. Like, I don't mean like horror movie necessarily, but I think like Red Dead, right? And maybe even Red Dead is a bad example because yeah. it's so violent. What would be a better example of that? Um, Edith Finch? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So things like uh, Edith Finch, where it's just more like these are mature concepts and like have yeah. depth psychologically, things for adults. This is an, Edith Finch is not a kid's game even though there's no like blood and gore and swearing and sex or anything like that in it, but just the concepts are, are adults, right? They're things that adults think about and contemplate struggle with. Yeah. So anyway, those, I, the more I play games, the more I'm like, Oh my gosh, these games that we play are like the, f- maybe not the first generation of games, but this like golden generation of games in the late eighties, early nineties that, that we spent a lot of time with that just had such a huge impact on modern gaming. It's, it's hard to get away from.
0: Yeah. And, and mature themes aren't just for adults. My three-year-old has been asking me about death
1: quite a bit recently
0: so that's been fun trying to figure out what to say and and by the way the the short answer is uh answer all of her questions and only answer her questions yes Uh, Yes. yeah more than what she's asking
1: yep please don't ask any more questions next topic (laughs) yep because she'll get
0: distracted she'll just be like okay that's that's all i can handle for right now don't want to talk about it anymore but uh we're good
1: yeah yeah we had our, our cat died when olivia was only i think two yeah that's how old maddie was when mom's cat died yeah, yeah. And so that, that was a really kind of a safe, still heartbreaking, but kind of, a, you know, better than a family member or something like that dying. Uh, oh, yeah. Way to kind of I- introduce the child to, to kind of like, this is what happens. People die and things die and it's sad and we can mourn. Man, Edith Finch got me. Okay, what do you got? What's your, what's yeah. your Christmas soapbox you're going to open? So I am really excited about what games
0: can do. Um, yeah. I don't feel very hopeful right now in general. But uh, for whatever reason, in video games, which have been kind of a toxic place for, <laughs> for most of their history, yeah. I'm just full of this excitement and hope about their potential. Um, so Celeste typified the kinds of interplay between mechanics and story uh, that I think really show that potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eat the Finch uh, is a very different way of approaching that, where it's literally the, the controller uh, as part of the gameplay um, and really making the mechanics close to home as part of constructing a narrative. But I also want to shout out my students' games. Um, I teach this class on gender and sexuality in video games. This semester, I just saw some amazing games. And we're going to get a chance to talk about them. The uh, three winners each semester, I have the students vote on the best game. And uh, we had three winners this year. One of them is on anxiety. Uh, One of them is uh, an analysis of Kendrick Lamar and Fame and some interesting things. And then one of them is about uh, bi erasure, uh, the way that culture tends to erase bisexuality as an option. People are either gay or they're straight. And so the, the, just to pull out like one thing there, for example, in the bi erasure game, the student, um, it's all twine-based, and yet she found a way to do quick time choices in the game. You know those things where you're playing a game and all of a sudden you get an option like press X to hit yeah uh, it just like comes out of nowhere right in the middle of a cutscene. she did that in a twine
1: wow. game and twine is just text-based and by the way
0: yeah it's text-based but it's also uh you just click on things you don't have to type yeah
1: um it's a, it's a game engine jay it is uh i don't know
0: it might be Sorry. i don't know um <laughs> okay.
1: but in this it's
0: considering coming out and because of that it you're filled with this anxiety because you see the counter counting down yeah and you're like i only have a couple seconds to actually get this out and like it's really interesting that the anxiety of the player character about coming out, you start to feel as a wow, player. Wow, jeez. Um, and it was really effective in, in just joining those two. So I'm excited for you to play that game uh, and all, all the students' games. But yeah, we will link to those when we cover them uh, in, the, in the upcoming months. Nice. Uh, one more uh, present I thought we should unwrap. Yeah. Um, Peanut brittle. This is a a present for both of us. Oh, okay. We we got each other Game Boy Zeros. Um, A Game Boy Zero is running a uh, Raspberry Pi with RetroPie operating system uh, inside of a Game Boy. And so that means that you have uh, basically what looks like a Game Boy, but you can emulate any system from about Atari to PlayStation 2. And you can have hundreds, even thousands of games on there. And so you'll see people with these where they can play... um, you know, Primal Rage for N64 and also be playing pitfall for Atari and Zelda and just anything you want in between. It's kind of this amazing device. And then the setup we got is one where we get to make it ourselves. We were buying the circuit board from someone and um it'll have an HDMI out and Bluetooth and Wi-Fi and all that. So what that means is you can have a Game Boy to go play with and then when you get home, you can just plug it into an HDMI and play it on your TV. And play it with a controller.
1: That's crazy. Um,
0: so it's pretty much a homemade Switch.
1: That's insane. I'm so excited for that.
0: I am so excited. And we will give updates as we make those things. Uh, that's going to be really fun. Yeah. Shout out
1: to former guest Nick Bontrager for getting into, into that. Bontrags. Yeah, man. Oh, so excited to see the progress on that. That is all we have for you this year. Uh, yeah. Thanks again for listening to whether this is your first episode or your 33rd episode. Uh, we appreciate you uh yeah we we had a great time playing these games we had a great time talking to each other talking to you if you have any suggestions for games any side quests you want to see us do next year hopefully we'll be able to do more side quests next year uh but yeah life life is busy you get it uh so yeah if you have any suggestions throw them out there uh for our next game kotor 2 knights of the old republic 2 jay you want to do the sith edition is that what it's called uh, yeah, that sounds right. Sith, Sith Elite Edition, something Sith like remastered. that. Sith Remastered Edition through uh,
0: Steam will prompt you to do it.
1: Yes, exactly. So I, well, that's the that's the edition we're playing. Feel free to jump in and join that too. We will have that episode out if the first Friday in February. Uh, that will be our goal. Uh, if you want to support our show, you can support us through Patreon financially, uh, or you can retweet any of our tweets. I mean, that's a way to kind of spread the word, or just tell someone who is a, a gamer a nerd like us uh, tell them about the show we'd love it you know just word of mouth that's a great way to spread the word uh, yeah you can find our website menoflowmoralfiber.com we're on Twitter Instagram Facebook all that stuff too uh, and if you have any questions comments concerns or ideas for side quests feel free to send them our way at momfpod M-O-L-M-F-P-O-D just like the band at gmail.com uh, as always Jason uh, happy holidays happy holidays Ben I have been Ben and I will be Jason and I am a Christmas pirate and I'm Revan and I'm Revan